you've changed. <laughs> For a lot of people, change is scary, but when we go through changes, when we grow the most. It forced me way out of my comfort zone. It was like the scary thing that I'd never done before and that I'd never seen other people do. I feel like I have my life back. We can change our lives and prioritize our, li our lives in ways that make us happier. So I'm excited to be talking to you today. I feel like there's so much we could cover. You're always doing so much. So oh I'm God, excited yeah. to just see where the conversation goes. But first and foremost, do you want to just sort of introduce yourself for anyone listening and talk about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So my name is Christina Pitam and I am a creator and entrepreneur. So I have a style blog um, and I think everyone kind of has like their own personal brand now on social media. So that's kind of what that is. Um, but also have YouTube, TikTok, all the fun stuff. And um, I also have a women's wear clothing line called Lorena, which is a direct to consumer brand that specializes in bodysuits. Can you start by telling us a bit about Lorena and how it all began? Yeah, so Lorena started in school actually. So I went to Laurier and I kind of just went to Laurier to go. It wasn't like, oh, this is my passion, mm -hmm. like school that I want to go to or like whatever. Um, I actually could have come to Western, but oh, really? I just, I just like all my friends went to Western and yeah. I just didn't. And I was like, oh, I'll just meet people. And then I ended up partying at Western every weekend anyway. Yeah. So everyone kind of just bounced around. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I took this course, this one course um, in in school in my third year, I think, and it was an entrepreneurship course. And um, the whole course was built around, you know, creating a sustainable business model, a business plan. And um, I always kind of like thought about the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial route, sorry. And um, I took it, and you just kind of applied with any business idea, and I decided to just say, I'll, you know, try and learn how to create a fashion line just because like I love fashion and whatever. Um, the whole course was about, you know, just seeing if you had a minimum viable product and that people would actually want to buy what you had to offer um, before getting into the whole process, obviously. And um, I kind of developed from fashion line to bodysuit collection. And um, once I graduated, I did a freelance like social media stuff um, from like April till October, November. And then I decided I should probably do this now if I'm going to try and do it. Um, and that's when I started working on Lorena. And then we launched one year later. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't realize that it started when you were in school. Yeah. So I mean, cool. I was pretty bored at school. I was in calm. I mean, pretty, pretty mm -hmm. basic. I feel like school, it's funny because I feel like if you're in university, they, you think like you're told throughout your whole, you know, childhood, elementary school, whatever, even high school that it's like hard. And then you go into it. And I feel like unless you're in certain programs, it's really not that difficult. Um, and you have so much extra time. Right. So I wanted to challenge myself, I guess. And um, yeah, I'm really glad that one course is like the one thing I took away from, from That's my so university. Crazy. Yeah. And like, even if you didn't take the program that you necessarily want to be in, like you obviously got something huge from it. So that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. So, cool. so <laughs> like just right off the bat, what were some of the fears and challenges? I know those are kind of separate things, but like, what are some of those things that came up when starting this business? So I had no idea how to start a clothing line. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't go to fashion school. I always wanted to actually, I always wanted to go to like Parsons or something, um, in New York. It just like never happened. So, um, I, 
didn't know how to sew. Like I didn't really know how to do like, I didn't know the process. So mm-hmm. like when you're told, yeah, I like, no idea. Oh, like let's start a clothing line. Like I'm like, okay. Like then I, you know, I inter- actually, I interviewed a lot of people. So I just asked a lot of questions throughout the course. Even part of it was literally testing um, or asking people like what they would want and how they'd want it. Like if they like, you know, thought that your product was something that they'd actually wear, or if it was like, eh, not really, um, like unbiased to say so to like go around and interview like random kids you didn't know, which is a little intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other part was also interviewing people who were professionals in the field. So, um, I interviewed two designers from Toronto, um, during that course time and, um, they kind of gave me like tidbits of advice that I, that I took with me, but then I also decided to, um, I also decided to reach back out to them once I got, you know, started and decided to dive into the thing, into the, into the, I guess, venture. Um, but it's like, you need to know that you need a pattern maker and mm-hmm. in order to get the samples and like the seamstress is normally not the same as the sample maker. And there's all these like moving parts that I was just so unaware of. So after, you know, just asking as many people in the field who were doing what I kind of wanted to do, just like researching, like, and asking questions. Um, what I came to find out was that I needed to get a pattern maker. So I went on Kijiji because I had no resources at the time. I didn't know if I, like, I didn't know there was like portals that, you know, had seamstresses or that you could reach out to George Brown or Ryerson or schools that could connect you with professionals. So I got my first seamstress on Kijiji or off Kijiji and, um, or sorry, pattern maker. And we worked together for, from November until February, March, um, trying to perfect like the initial design that I had for Lorena bodysuits. And, um, I ended up, it ended up like not fully working out. So like we put all this time and energy, but I didn't really know what I wanted because I didn't realize like certain fabrics can make mm-hmm. certain things, but other fabrics can't. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and just that whole process really got me, I mean, really taught me a lot. Um, but um, I would definitely say it was just like really difficult to figure out, to figure out how to start. Um, and then after that, we ended up going to another seamstress or pattern maker who's also a seamstress and we launched our first collection with her assistance, but there's definitely a lot of trial and error. Um, and no kidding. it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely hard to figure out, but I think a lot of entrepreneurs advice, um, or the advice that they give is just start and you will figure yeah. it out. And that's what I did. Um, if I kept pushing the deadline for, or I guess the start date, if I kept pushing the start date for when I would actually dive into Lorena, I feel like, it wouldn't have happened. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, um, totally. Because you just make excuses. So I ended up quitting my whole social media coordinating like job. I had like mm-hmm. five or six clients and I slowly started to kind of like drop them off. Um, and then I had, I think, one that I left with or continued on with um, when I started Lorena because a piece of advice that my friend always told me was like, you're never going to put a hundred percent into this. If you have things to fall back on, mm-hmm. he's like, if you really want to do this, like put all your eggs in that basket and just like, you'll make it work. Cause you have no choice. It's like that yeah. survival mentality, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was a really great story because it's, it's true. Like when I think about the process that you would have had to gone through, like I wouldn't even know where to begin. And yeah, it's not even a matter of just, if you want to start a retail brand, like it's not just a matter of choosing 
what you want the clothes to be like. It's a matter of like, does the pattern actually work? Does it fit well? You're right, like the fabrics, all that stuff, just things that you wouldn't even think of. So think good of. for you for figuring it all out. <laughs> and I honestly think that one of the like best skills anyone can have or qualities anyone can have is resourcefulness. Like I think it will take you so far. And it sounds like you're incredibly resourceful to just like <laughs> interview people and figure it out. I think that's so important and like that anyone should take a page out of that book because I mean, if you're interested in entrepreneurship, it's kind of just what you have to do, right? So that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely hard to have that like motivation to rely on yourself and like to know that you're making the right decision with like the things that you're figuring out and you're constantly doubting yourself, I would say. Mm -hmm. Like, but being able to turn to people like in the field or just, I mean, I think having a mentor is key. I don't have one yet and I'm like, really want to get one. Um, Mm -hmm. But just having people who that you can look up to or ask questions to, I think will just help keep you going in the right direction. Um, Even if you have your doubts, because there's always someone out there who's willing to help. And I mean, part of my platform now is like during quarantine, actually, so many people are like, how did you get started on your business? Like, I want to know more. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, like if I can share my story and like, it gives you one little snippet of, you know, value that you can take that'll help you with yours, then I feel like that's a sense of accomplishment for me. And I just want to like help people now in any way I can. And I think most people who have created something have the same mentality. Yeah, absolutely. I think people like really do want to give back and love giving advice and teaching other people and kind of providing the resources that they didn't have. So yeah, I think you're absolutely right. How would you, I mean, obviously this podcast is called You've Changed. I like to talk a lot about how people have changed. So how, since you've started uh, Lorena, how do you think you've changed and grown? I think that I developed a lot of confidence um, getting, you know, getting started on the brand initially, but then just the fact that I had to pivot so many times, like it wasn't easy to like, start and then launch like I again like I mentioned like I had to change my seamstress or my pattern maker initially the fit we didn't get for the one design until like six months in and it's all because I just like didn't know like I just didn't know why I wanted the fit to fit this way I just knew that this was my like drawing and this is what I wanted it to look like Mm -hmm. but just going through that process and then I also had like another hiccup in after our first um batch of I guess our first um, what would you call it? After our first run of bodysuits, we had like a little thing with our seamstress and then I had to pivot again. So I think the fact that I just had to figure so many things out essentially by myself, because I did feel like I was by myself. Like I did have my mom supporting me. Thankfully, you know, like I was living at home too. And like, if I had to drive somewhere or I needed some help, like sourcing fabric or like whatever, she would always be there to like give give a hand but I just I think I constantly felt like I was by myself because as you know like the journey of doing something alone and like the journey of an entrepreneur is like very very isolating Mm -hmm. um you always feel like there's so much more that you could be doing and I think that as I basically as I came to every like obstacle that I had throughout my process but then as I overcame it and then like kind of celebrated those like little wins throughout the way I think that is what it helped encourage and 
create a stronger sense of confidence within me. Cause when I look back at like how I was like three years ago versus now I'm like, okay, like now I kind of have balls and before I didn't, you know what I mean? Um, but there was a point, I think, uh, I think about shortly, like maybe like seven months ago where I finally felt like, okay, the roller coaster is like, I mean, it's never over, but it just felt like it kind kind of come to a halt or that I finally kind of gone to grasp of like how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas prior to that, um, from, you know, November, 2017, when I started working on it till the launch, November, 2018, and then through till like March of 2019, I was just like constantly, like, I just, you know, go up and come right back down. And my mom's mm-hmm. like, what's wrong? I'm like, don't talk to me. Like, Aww. I literally am so emotional. I don't even know why. But it's just because, again, you're in your head and like you feel like isolated and like you feel like it's you're doing it all by yourself. Um, So I feel like that can kind of get to you. Sorry Mm -hmm. if that was like a little a little rambly. But no, I I feel like so much you said (laughs) in there is is so interesting. And you're right. Like it is a very isolating experience when you have to be like your own hype man. And like, you know, you're obviously a very self-motivated person. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have to be. But it's hard to like keep that up all the time. Obviously there's so much self-talk in your head. So I can totally understand that that would be a crazy experience, but good for you for feeling like you've got over that hump. And Yeah. I mean now, like I probably am like trying to like introduce new things into the brand. So there's obviously going to have, there's going to be more of that, but I do have like a small team that I work with now. So it's nice to know that other people are kind of experiencing some of what you you're experiencing along with you. Um, because you never are alone, right? And you can always find resources to make you feel like you have somewhere to look or look to or something to or someone to like rely on or even like whether it be your friends or like a group or you know what I mean? There's always somewhere you can go. Um, but but yeah. So obviously you work, as you mentioned, like you're working with seamstress and pattern makers and stuff like that. Um, and so are there a lot of people you're able to delegate to? You do, you kind of have like a team, would you say? So my, so currently we have a seamstress um, and a pattern maker that are both contract workers. So like we go to them when we, you know, are creating something new or obviously when we're creating our inventory. Um, We also have two manufacturing facilities in Toronto um, that we also use if we're doing like a larger batch production. Yeah, uh, larger batch production, um, just because obviously, you know, quantities like a seamstress working, trying to make 100 units is, is going to be not as efficient, mm-hmm. and a little bit more expensive than mm-hmm. the manufacturer. But it's actually nice to know that there are options um, within Ontario that are like feasible yeah. and cost effective awesome. for, for local production. Um, but other than them, I also have um, I also have my mom who is technically my business partner. Um, and she has been amazing. I, I recently moved to London and she does all of the packaging orders and all of like the stuff that needs to be done here in Toronto. So from, you know, picking up fabrics to supplies and dropping them off to my seamstress or the manufacturer, picking up those orders, um, quality control, and then shipping out orders. So she's been great. And <clears throat> she's again, just like assisting me and making the dream happen. So it's amazing. A huge thing to her. Yeah. She's always, she's always just been so supportive, which is amazing. And then I also have 
um, we work with a PR agency, a small a boutique PR agency, um, and that's been going since January, which has been great because I think PR is definitely a huge part of mm-hmm. getting your brand out there and like brand awareness is one of the most important things you need when you're starting out. Um, so that's been great. And we actually went to school together oh, um, just in different years. So kind of just work. It's just mm-hmm. find out the more you meet people, the more you do things, how like every person is literally one degree of separation. Away. I know it's so um, crazy. Yeah. And, um, and then we also, I've also have interns all the time. So I, now, now that I'm aware of like the programs um, that the schools offer, um, I try to have interns on board um, for their summer terms, sometimes in the winters or fall as well. But um, since starting, we've had one to three interns for every summer term. So one of our first interns, we actually started working with um, and she was our first employee. So that's been great too, to see that you know, when you find a student who kind of specializes in what you're looking for to like take your business to the next level, um, you can really, you know, find those people like right around the corner. So I think she went to George Brown or Seneca. Can't remember right now, but she's been great too. So I think just having a small team of people who can like support what you're doing and help you with these other things, like, or say like one day you can't do this they can help you do that. Um, I think it's important too. And then you're also, if they believe and like have a passion for your business, you'll, you're, you'll obviously always be like the most, the one willing to like put in the most work. Um, and you know, I guess go the longest lengths for your business. But I feel like if you have employees who are super passionate, they can come pretty, pretty, pretty close, Mm -hmm. which is amazing to right it's like some people believing in your dream just as much yeah almost just as much as you do yeah that would be an amazing feeling um it's funny what you said about working with this girl who was also in your program and like one degree of separation I'm reading this book right now and yesterday it was talking about how like the weak ties in your life actually end up being the most important like the people you meet really briefly are the ones who end up like steering your life in a different direction because like you obviously have your tribe of people who you know support you and are there for you but in terms of like that one person you call up that gets you an interview or like the person who you know works as your PR agency or like so interesting (laughs) yeah so networking (laughs) yeah yeah for Mm -hmm. sure yeah so tell me a bit about what your day-to-day looks like in quarantine or uh, normally? <laughs> a bit of both, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay. So, I mean, my day-to-day since moving to London has obviously shifted a bit. Um, my purpose, I guess I'll tell you guys kind of my purpose of why I moved because obviously mm-hmm. having my business based out of here, um, moving to London might not sound like the most <laughs> business savvy decision and it might not um but one of the main reasons that I wanted to move to London was again to network um there's obviously a huge fashion community there and London being in the you know right next to Europe um it is one of like the hubs of the fashion space just Mm -hmm. in in the world so um also having it be an English-speaking country makes the transition easier and um yeah I really just wanted to go and just build my network dive into, you know, an internship opportunity because I always feel like 
I could learn more. And there's a lot that I personally want to learn, um, especially in like the fashion marketing space that I think, you know, would help me grow my business and take it to the next level. So that's been my intent um, with my move. And also I just, I do love the city and, you know, I am young too, and I do want to experience things. Um, but I always, I did say like, you know, even though I wanted to move, um, that if, you know, things started to pick up with Lorena and I had to come back, like that's my business is my like number one priority right now. So Mm -hmm. that would be the case and that'd be no problem. But, um, it kind of worked out that I, two months into moving, I had to come back for this Mm -hmm. quarantine lockdown. Um, and my day-to-day here has actually been extremely busy. Um, I've been so occupied. We've had to pivot our business, as most businesses have. So mm-hmm. um, we launched our brand with a bodysuit collection, and we've been building out our core collection and then introduced a luxury collection um, just in like a year in a year and a bit in. Um, but now we, you know, we've pivoted a bit because we're noticing our, our bodysuits are made locally. They are produced here. So the price point is a bit more. And, you know, we notice that people are only shopping online, but I mean, they weren't really buying our bodysuits at the rate that we would need to like, you know, keep things flowing. Mm-hmm. So we decided to launch scrunchies, um, which are made out of our bodysuit, our luxury bodysuit fabric. Um, so we had some scraps lying around and we decided like, let's just try this. We had an incredible response. Um, and that just kind of gave us insight on, okay, there's people who want to support us, who want to support our brand. They just need something that they can actually buy into that's mm-hmm. feasible for them. And that's within their means, especially because of, you know, a lot of people having lost their jobs during this time or being right. laid off for the time being. So mm-hmm. that kind of got me thinking, okay, what if we can offer something that's more affordable that people can buy into? Um, that, I mean, it's not necessarily the direction we thought we'd go in, but let's just try it. So we're going to be launching um, a selection of tops, actually. Mm, no way. So that is coming like very soon. It'll probably be out by the time this comes out actually so you guys can check that out (laughs) um but yeah just I've been super busy in quarantine my day-to-day has been you know my morning routine um which I am very very adamant about completing because for me if I don't start my day off with like a really calm and just like intentional tone then my whole Mm -hmm. day is like out of whack and I can get super anxious like a lot of us can and just any like little stressful email or this or that that can, you know, play into my day could throw me yeah. off. So I do like to make sure I set my intentions for having a good day by having that that morning routine. Um, and then my day is just filled with a mixture of this. I also have a social media client that I do some work for on the side um, and then trying to create as much content as I can with my with my like blog, whether it be my YouTube or for Instagram, because that's what I'm ultimately just passionate about. And um, I think it also goes hand in hand with with Lorena because I can really use that platform and leverage mm-hmm. Lorena through it, right? So totally. Um, I love talking about morning routines. Can you tell me what you do? <laughs> yes. On like a really good day or like yes. just you're, you're like, <laughs> like ideal, really ideal morning, morning routine. routine. So I like to wake up early. Um, I, even like the first 
I mean, now I've been waking up a little bit later, but for even the beginning of quarantine, like the first like two months, I was like, okay, seven o'clock, wake up. So I like to wake up early um, because the weather's nicer out now. I'll like go for a walk and listen to a podcast. Try not to touch my phone because um, like there's really no point anyway. No one's like active. Um, and I, I just like to, I feel like I don't intake the information as much as I'm hearing from a podcast or whatnot if I already have other thoughts going on based off mm-hmm. of like what I've seen on my phone. So I'll do that. Then I'll come back. Um, I'll do a workout. I like to work out in the morning because if I like have to put on makeup and stuff for the day, whether mm-hmm. to be, I mean, to shoot, cause I'm not going anywhere right now. Um, <laughs> I just like, don't want to like put makeup on, take it off, put it back on. Cause then I just like won't shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I just like to get it out of the way in the morning. And then it sets me, you know, off to like finish everything else that I need to do for the day without any interruptions. Um, but after my workout um, or before, I'll normally have hot water with lemon, some apple cider vinegar to get my metabolism going and my body just, you know, nice and cleared up. And then I'll have coffee. Sometimes I'll intermittent fast. Sometimes I won't. Um, and I also like to, I started writing in a journal, um, every single day when I started quarantine, it's been something I've been wanting to do for a while. And I just, I would do it like once every week cause I would forget. Um, but I've been pretty adamant and it's been, it's been really good just setting like my intention for my day. Even if I don't know what I want to write or I have nothing, you know, I don't mm-hmm. think I have anything to write, then I'll just write like, you know, the three things you're grateful for that's like in the five minute journal. Um, and, um, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very similar in many ways. I love that though. All those things. So speaking (laughs) of, um, creating content, like for you as a creator, um, you obviously like are constantly creating things and putting yourself out there. Have you always felt like very comfortable in front of a camera and just like being yourself? Um, I honestly, like, I can't, I'm trying to think back to like when I was uncomfortable to try and give you like a timeline. Um, I think when it was like less comfortable was when I started. So when I started, it was actually just a blog, um, Mm -hmm. I had a website and it was all like shooting with photographers. So that was a little bit more awkward um, because I had to like learn how to shoot with someone else. Mm -hmm. I feel like now if you started content creating or if you started to you know be a blogger it's just so different because now you shoot most of your stuff yourself like mere selfies are like a thing and like before they were not a thing right right yeah um so I definitely had to overcome I mean feeling confident in like my angles and stuff but also while shooting with another person and I think that probably got me like out of my comfort zone for sure but then made me super like I started shooting like two, like three or four looks like every weekend, like during university. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would just like bang them out by the end of it. Cause I just like knew like what I wanted, what I liked. And when you work with people, you know, they start to like learn what you like too. So it's, it's definitely a lot easier, but um, there's still times like when I shoot with others, like if it's not myself that I might feel like, Oh my God, like, why do I look like this today? Or, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like less confident or, whatever it might be. But, um, for the most part, like I, I can like work it, I guess you could say in front of a camera in public, like without batting an eye, I can vlog in public. Like I don't care. 
-hmm. no shame people are like looking at me I'm like I'll like literally say that in the vlog I'm like this guy like thinks I'm yeah (laughs) yeah I feel like it's just one of those things like with anything the more you do it it just becomes a (laughs) non-issue Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to, right? Like, especially if you, if you're like, oh, I want to be an influencer and you don't want to put yourself out there. If you're creating content that's in line with like you having to put yourself out there, then you just shouldn't be doing it Mm because you need to feel comfortable and it needs to be like authentic. If not, I feel like you probably won't grow the rate that you wanted to because it's not natural to you. And like, you know, all those little factors play into it. I'm a huge thing, a huge believer of like, and I'm still like learning this too, but just learning how to be the most authentic version of myself online. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think it's been like me trying to figure out like where my place is and like me trying to like realize, oh, I should be comparing myself to this person. That's probably why I haven't grown as much and all these little things. Um, but I do think that it's important, especially if you're aware of these things before you start to just like do what you like and feels natural to you because that's, what's going to make you grow. Even if it's not like someone else's like formula, it's really Mm going to make people are going to resonate with it just because it just seems like it's so you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, and you just like know in your gut, if you want to create content in some way, but feel it in your gut that you don't want to be putting yourself out there or whatever, then there's other ways to create content. Like you said, it doesn't necessarily need to be you in front of a camera, right? Mm-hmm. People have other ways of creating content. So totally you just have to lead into what is authentic to you, what feels right in your gut. So you also have a podcast. I Tell do. me a bit about that and like what that experience has been like so far. So my, I never did my goal setting last year uh, for 2019, but like halfway through the year in like April, I was like, I really want to start a podcast. Maybe that'll be my one goal of the year because I like forgot to do my goal setting. Um, And however, sorry, however, through this whole like Lorena process, I -hmm. came to realize how I, and I keep, I constantly say this, like I will not start another business without a business partner. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just too much. It's just a lot of work, a lot of pressure. Again, all those things that kind of are tied to starting a business solo. So I had the idea that I wanted to start a podcast, but I was like, I'm not going to start it by myself. So like Mm -hmm. something has to like happen. Um, And Danielle and I, my co-host, she's also a creator. We met that year, um, probably like four months earlier, maybe. Um, And we started to get close. We go to events together. And on our way back from an event, we were kind of like talking about like podcasts and like she has a platform where it's essentially like an in-person podcast. So she hosts events um, a couple times a year. It's called Saturday Social, where she brings together, you know, uh, experts in their field and she puts together a panel with her partner mm-hmm. and it's great. Um, but she's always liked the idea as well. So we kind of just started bringing up a concept um, on the car ride home from this event. And that's um, that's how we started it. And we're like, okay, let's just, let's just, let's actually do this. And I think a month or so later, we, um, we like borrowed some equipment from a friend of mine and or a friend of hers who also has a podcast and we just started and then we launched it. I think we batched content actually. So we batched like four episodes and then we launched that in October of 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to, you addressed it, but I was going to ask you about starting it with someone because you did kind of touch on that earlier that, you know, starting a business can be very isolating. So 
you know, and you're doing that with the co-host. So that's cool. I feel like it's, it would be so nice to have someone like for the extra dynamic to like bounce things off. of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is that, which is great. Like I, we, we always wanted to interview people on our podcast. The first four episodes were obviously just us. Mm-hmm. Um, but we always, you know, had in mind that we wanted to have guests. And I think when you have guests, the dynamic of things that I would ask the guests sometimes are so different from what she would. So sometimes I'll ask something, they'll answer, and then she'll bring something up that I would have never thought of. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's really nice. Yeah. Um, but for like the main, the main thing about like having a podcast with like a co-host, like for me was just that, like I wanted a business partner. Like I wanted, I didn't want, I knew I couldn't handle the full workload. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just wanted to make sure like, for me, it's like, if I'm going to do this, like, we're going to do it. It's going to continue on. Like, we're not going to just like stop and give up. So I knew that if like we had a more manageable workload or I did, at least on my end, Mm -hmm. that it would be, you know, it would be more likely to succeed. Yeah. (laughs) And we've been carrying it through and made it work with London too, Mm -hmm. without missing a week. So that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And I think with podcasts, like it's really just about being consistent. You need to just kind of keep doing it so there's some kind of stat that like I don't know 95 percent I'm just throwing that number out there it's something roughly around that um of podcasts quit after the fifth episode or before which is really okay yeah I heard another stat I don't know what the percentage was about episode like 21 and I was like Danielle we made it <laughs> she's yeah. like Wait, what I'm like yeah like apparently there's this stat but yeah okay, I mean so I who guess knows? <laughs> Yeah, who know? well, there's there's two. But stats, there's something, probably. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get started or decide to get started? I just like um, I've talked about this before, but my friend Zoe, who has a podcast, I say friend now, but like I just discovered her podcast and then followed her on Instagram and was like, "Hey, love your podcast!" <laughs> and then we started talking. But because I had kind of like messaged her about it, she one day was like, "Have you ever thought of starting a podcast?" And I was like, "No," <laughs> and then. I don't know. After she asked me that, I was like, actually, maybe I would. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. And within like a week, I knew what I was going to call it. I had like a full plan. I was like, I don't know. It just something changed in me when she asked me. So it felt right, right? Yeah, it just felt right. And you start and you start. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You started it in New York. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I've just been doing it all, not all virtually, mostly virtually. Um, from New York, I'll just Zoom with people. I've a couple times met people in real life, um, but it actually made it really easy. Like being here in quarantine doesn't affect me because I'm so used to doing it virtually and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, for me, I just like I love listening to podcasts. I love reading. Like I just love learning. And when she planted that idea in my head, I'm like, if I could be firsthand having conversations with people who are doing cool stuff and learning from them through a conversation as opposed to like in a book or listening in on a podcast it just sounded like so much fun so yeah oh I'm yeah it. selfishly like I mm-hmm. we wanted to too like I half the guests we have most of the guests we have on if not all actually I'm like I just really want to know their story and get advice exactly from them so that I can like take that <laughs> exactly yeah and so. like even days that I don't feel motivated and if I don't feel like editing or whatever it's like at the end of the day I just enjoy doing this so it can keep me going you know what I mean yeah totally okay a question I have for you that wasn't on my list but I've been thinking about so 
you obviously are tackling like multiple things at one time. You've got Lorena and the podcast and your own brand and creating content and everything like that. So do you feel like there's an advantage to working on many things at the same time? Or do you ever feel like you're spreading yourself too thin? Because I feel like I've heard both sides of that and I'm curious how you feel. So I like, even when I was like in school, um, I'd always have like multiple jobs or I had like a job and I would, and then I started my blog. So I always, I always like dabbled into multiple things. I always did spread myself out too thin, like Mm -hmm. looking back. Um, I think right, like at the stage that I'm at now, I feel like every, what I'm trying to do is make sure that everything that I'm doing kind of like relates to something else. Mm -hmm. So making like the blog, like, and Lorena, like work together. And then the podcast now, when I introduced that, I was like, okay, this is giving me a voice that will, you know, engage different people, but I'll also be able to tie in my blog to it. And people Mm -hmm. probably listen because I have a following there. And then, I mean, Lorena also, we sometimes shamelessly, um, what's what's the word? What is it called when you say plug? We shamelessly plug <laughs> um, into the podcast as well. So I I have learned like the hard way, like by doing too many things, you you can get super overwhelmed um, and end up doing everything kind of like a little bit half fast. Um, but right now, like my my goal has been to like proactively make sure that everything that I'm doing like makes sense to be doing at the same time. Um, and if it's not to like make the tough decision to like let it go, um, even if it brings you, you know, extra income or it's a safety net or whatever it might be. So um, I think that's like the most important thing. And I'm actually going through something right now where I'm having to make another decision. But I ultimately think that if some the feeling that I keep getting is I'm like, okay, this one thing, it gets not serving me. And I listen to a lot of podcasts and mm-hmm. like, you've probably heard that phrase totally, so many yeah. times and yeah. like all like those like self-help ones or like, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. I really do think like, and I, if you've constantly had the thought like this isn't serving me or you get anxious about it or you're like, it makes you feel a way that isn't like all the other things make you feel that you're doing, then it might be time to like, you know, really look into why you feel that way about it Mm -hmm. and then make the decision to just let it go Mm -hmm. because other things will come everything will work out and like again if you like leave one thing it'll probably make room for something else or you can Mm -hmm. grow one of the other things you're already doing more and that's kind of my thought I'm like okay imagine how much more time I'll have to dedicate to Lorena Mm -hmm. you know totally yeah yeah that's a good piece of advice yeah I hear like just both arguments all the time about like you can't it's like raising two babies at the same time is so much more work than one. And I don't know. I just, I have mixed feelings about it, but you said it in a good way. Yeah. So, I mean, again, sorry. sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Again, diversifying yourself on like various platforms. If you are, you know, a creator, mm-hmm. I do think it's important because like, it's good to not have all your eggs in like the TikTok basket, you know, yeah. because everything ends up connecting again. Like there's like, TikTok stars now who have their own clothing line. I'm like, that's so smart. Like you should be, you should be doing that. You should be like leveraging one totally to like make the other grow. But, um, so I do think in that sense, especially if you're in like the creative space, like doing multiple things is smart or being on multiple platforms. But again, they all 
end up connecting. So I guess it yeah. goes back to my point of, of everything kind of like relating. Yeah. hundred percent. So, um, what are the next changes that you see coming up? Is there anything specific that you're working towards right now? Well, this like new line that we're dropping, this new collection of right, tops of is going to be something different. Um, we can only project what we think, you know, people are going to think about it and how it's going to go, but ultimately we'll have to see once we do that. Um, and then we'll kind of, honestly, it's, we're kind of playing it by ear um, for Lorena. That's so exciting. Um, yeah. I'm excited I, to see. Like, I know. Like I'm, I'm happy and I'm confident. Like I'm not scared, but I'm also just like uncertain, but I'm not uncertain in like a pessimistic way. I'm just right. like, I feel Wait, like see. if we survive like this part, and our business is actually doing better throughout this pandemic, I think we're like off to a good start. <laughs> mm-hmm, for sure. Um, this question I ask everyone, but if your younger self were to see you now, what do you think she would say? Not necessarily relating to, you know, a piece of like business advice. Um, I think I would tell myself like time is honestly everything. I feel like time heals everything. There's so many moments where I get really anxious and really like hyped up about a situation. But then when I look back like a month down the line or like a few weeks even like past that event, Mm -hmm. I realize like, oh my God, it's totally fine. Like it's totally fine. Like I don't Mm -hmm. know why I overreacted. Like it all works out. So I think that's something that I need to continue to remember as well. And it's advice that I'll give my friends, whether they're like, you know, going through a breakup or just like going through something really hard, it always ends up being better. Like the longer you have to like kind of get over it and have mm-hmm. it like settle down. Yeah. So there's that, I guess. I don't know if that fully answers. It's so true. Question, like though. things can feel like the end of the world. And then you look back and you're like, wow, I can't believe what a big deal it was at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. It's crazy. Like but I, I do, I do want to figure out like some advice that I would tell to myself, um, like business related. I just, I don't know if I'm there yet. So we'll just use that one for now. <laughs> yeah, this works. Um, okay. So where can people find you and connect with you on social media and everything? So I am Christina Pittum on Instagram and um, also on YouTube and TikTok. And then my brand is Lorena by KP. Um, on Instagram. And then we also have our podcast. If you want, I can plug that in, which is You Haven't Heard Podcast. Um, And we talk about, yeah, I mean, we interview people on their careers and kind of give you the behind the scenes of what their day in a life looks like. Awesome. Yeah. I'll put links to everything so people can find you all across the board. 